On today's episode of Show Me Homeschool, we're going to talk about communication. I'm Erin. And I'm Joe. We're the hosts of the Show Me Homeschool podcast, where we guide parents through the wilderness of home education. Each weekly episode will focus on supporting and encouraging homeschool moms and dads through conversational interviews with like-minded Christian leaders in the homeschool community. We want you to be able to take actionable steps after listening to implement in your own homeschool in a way that fits your family culture. In our experience, we've seen the lack of resources and support available for homeschool dads. So we want to address that by covering relevant topics concerning husbands and fathers as they lead their families through this lifestyle of home education. We understand the need for creating connections and building authentic relationships to sustain a healthy homeschool environment for yourself and your children. Our goal is not to show you how to replicate our homeschool, but to show you how you can create a home learning lifestyle that is sustainable for your family. Show Me Homeschool is here to come alongside you, guiding you through the wilderness of home education. If you would have heard our pre-roll, <laughs> you would. <laughs> Just do the pre-roll stuff instead of this. Yeah, he was telling me where to sit with the mic, and I'm like, don't tell me where to sit. Yeah. <laughs> That's our communication skills right there. Yeah, we work. Just, we're very direct. <laughs> yeah, we just dive in. So to be honest, let's I don't want to have a lot of fluff on these podcasts. I think it's important that we just dive right in. And if it's a tough topic, I don't care. Yeah, let's talk about it. You'll quickly learn that Joe and I are not the best at small talk. No. That's just not who we are. We really want to hit the topics that are, you know, on our minds really strongly and both of us have that strong personality where um our communication skills have not always been the best despite definitely not the fact that we have a podcast together maybe that's obvious by now (laughs) so when we talk about communication as it pertains to homeschooling i can trace the root to a lot of our problems with my frustrations your frustrations with just a real lack of communication and not just not talking, but really not communicating what our own expectations were. Sure. So when we first started this journey of home education with our kids, uh, while we're fostering, while we're dealing with all of this transition in our home on a constant basis, what were your thoughts about the way that I communicated, you know, how I wanted to homeschool or what that was going to look like in our home to start there. Right. So you, I can't remember exactly what it's called, that that seven or eight intelligence book. I can't remember. The eight that. great smarts. Yes. Thank you. You have some sort of self-intelligence I'm, and probably butchering it, but you know your thoughts really well. You know where you stand. You know your values extremely well, your principles. And all of those things are really obvious to you. So I think sometimes you struggle to communicate those to other people where um, it's obviously not on purpose or anything, but it's almost like I should be able to just read those things from you really easily. And I couldn't. And sometimes I still can't. So I think for you, it was being able to communicate what was really going on inside of you, what is really meaningful to you, how you saw things, the map in your brain, or whatever, to me. And I had to be patient and maybe sometimes tease those things out of you or 
not take things personally. I think I struggled with that quite a bit. Where if you had an idea or wanted to change things in the house, I took it as like I was failing or something instead of just hearing about what's important to you, where you wanted to go with homeschooling or or marriage or whatever. And I think I've heard a lot of other women talk about this. I almost feel like I had to sales pitch you like if I wanted a curriculum. Like I had to prove to you that it was the best and I was going to use it and all these things, which are great things for you to check up on. You know, you don't want to be a poor steward of your gifts uh, that you've been given um, with your finances or with your time or your energy. You just don't want to be a poor steward of your life. And so we just, I remember early on really feeling frustrated because I was trying to communicate to you. You were more hands-off at that time. I um, think kind of having that mindset we talked about in the first episode of this is your thing, you know, like you're just going to, it's your responsibility. You're going to have to figure this out. And then, but then it wasn't just that I was going to have to figure it out. I was going to also have to sell you on the things that I needed to buy or I felt like would be important to have for the kids. Right. Cause money was tight for Very us at that tight. time. Yeah. And when we had moved to homeschooling, it was a big move for me because you had been working some. Mm-hmm. And that was, well, it was around 2008 kind of stuff. So there was markets were down, hiring was down, raises, all that stuff wasn't happening. You worked so, at a company that was consistently having layoffs. So every time around October, it's like, are we going to have money for Christmas? Are we going to have a job at Christmas? Right. It was a lot of stress for a lot of years. Right. We hardly took vacations, maybe to see family like once a year. Things just... We didn't do a lot of extra. So when you talk about having to pay high taxes where we lived and pay for everything else with curriculum and stuff, that was really hard for me to hear. Like, you know, is there anything else, anything else that we could do? So I didn't, I think there was a lack of trust in uh, how much you had researched, you know, internet, uh, through your friends, through support groups. There was not a trust that, that was the best thing for a family and that you had thought and thought and thought about it before presenting it to me. I wanted to look for a cheaper option or have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? And you're like, just, can we just do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've thought about it a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want to do. Just trust me. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, around our area, we have curriculum, use curriculum sales. We have a big homeschool conference that we try to go to. So. In those early years, there was a lot of talk of curriculum. I was able to get my hands on some stuff and physically see it, flip through it. You know, so it was really frustrating for me when I was trying to tell you, like, I actually had my hands on this book. My friend uses this. I know that she really has seen success with this. This is what I think would be great for the way our, our kids learn. And so it took probably several years for us to get to the point where it wasn't feeling like we were going to get into an argument at the beginning of the school year to yeah. argue. And so this is perfect timing for the episode airing as we're getting into prep for the new school year coming up. Um, and sorry, July 1st signifies the first day of, of the new school year where you count hours. We have to count hours here. And so we're right in the thick of getting started into solidifying our plans for the year and, you know, signing up for classes and co-ops and all those things. So it's kind of triggering to talk about all this again, where 
for many years, it was such a source of stress in our marriage and our finances and in homeschooling to get to a place where you could see progress. And I think that that helped was that when we did spend then money investing in the curriculum choices that I'd picked, and then you saw me using them and you saw the kids learning and making progress, then little by little, those things built up that trust that like, okay, something's working right here. The kids are doing well. She's using this stuff. We're getting through it. Right. And I think something that really helped too was because of my lack of exposure to homeschooling, there was a temptation to bring public school home mm-hmm. with, I expected to see a bunch of textbooks, a bunch of curriculum, a bunch of worksheets, grading software that maybe helps you manage all that kind of stuff. I was expecting to see mounds of, of books and paperwork that was expensive. And I think over time in our homeschool journey, uh, we have basically kind of come to the conclusion after seeing so many other people do it, uh, seeing what works for our family, our individual kids in our family, mm-hmm. is that you could homeschool successfully with a library card and even a slow internet connection. Like you don't necessarily have to have all these things that I thought we would have to pull from public school and, and do at home. So I think that helped mm-hmm. was we didn't feel like we maybe had to spend so much. But yeah, there's definitely a a lot of trust in you over time that I was starting to see the results of whatever we chose, Mm -hmm. however expensive or cheap it was. The kids were learning. They were having fun. They could tell me about what they were learning. I could see it. Mm -hmm. Right. So when it came to the communication, I think my style had to change from getting defensive about my choices or my recommendations to, you know, having that confidence like, hey, you know, I'm showing you this is working. You know, like you said, it didn't necessarily mean that the things that I was showing you that we wanted to, that I wanted to get were expensive. It wasn't even a cost thing all the time. It was just really that idea of, do we really need this? Right. And, you know, and honestly, there have been times where we've bought curriculum that we didn't use and <laughs> we, we hated it. Hated it. <laughs> or we did start using it and found out that it just didn't fit with our family culture or the the way that we had gotten into our rhythm with your schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think for me it took taking a step back of like, I don't need to be defensive about this. I really feel confident in my decision. And a lot of that confidence came from the support of my friends and um, the homeschool community around me and going to curriculum fairs to see what other options there were and seeing like, you know what, maybe I don't need this book to teach this thing. Maybe they can learn it through links through the internet or through the library. Um, And so there was a learning curve for me too, um, because I love books. I'm constantly mm, reading books for my own self to read. Oh, my word. So that's like a whole other conversation. But I think just having that mindset shift in myself of I don't need to be defensive about this. And then and then really seeing us grow as a team. And it wasn't like I felt like it was me against you at some level. And I know I've talked with other homeschool moms in my circle too who've had similar experiences like you know, I'm not trying to blow the budget on curriculum. I'm not trying to make your life more difficult. Do you have to work more hours to get the money to provide? It was truly just, 
you know, here's what I think that we need and um, your ability to trust me. So, Right. And I think as our marriage improved over the years, our homeschool improved. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Definitely. So to say that, I think the next logical step is obviously our, our marriage is intertwined with homeschool. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Okay. So, yeah, I think the maturity of, you know, being able to appropriately express what our needs are. I mean, that's like a whole other mm. thing with, with marriage and in homeschooling. You know, we like to talk about in the homeschool circles that I'm in, just the sanctification process of homeschooling. Like you think you're doing it to teach your kids. In reality, you're learning a lot about yourself, yep. a lot about your marriage, about your kids. They're teaching you stuff. You're seeing ways that you have weaknesses in your own life. And really God is using the whole picture here to show us, you know, our desperate need for him because so many times we fall short. Every time we'll fall short if we're not relying on him. And so the times that we were really striving in our marriage or in our homeschool, anytime we've made decisions that are fear-based, we reap what we sow in that. If we're sowing things out of fear, we're going to reap those things out of fear. And I think in a lot of ways, that's an area of growth that we have had too. You know, we don't want to homeschool out of fear. We don't want to not trust that God will provide for us in the way that he has called our family to educate our children. And throughout the years, we've had to learn how to communicate those things. Like, this is what our family needs. And not just me always coming to you and telling you what I think that they need to learn, but you've brought things to my attention like, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And I hadn't. And so then we've shifted gears to the next season that it made sense to shift gears in that direction. But it takes humility. Right. And I think like you said, you touched on as earlier in our marriage and homeschooling that we occasionally would make decisions more out of fear, fear that we couldn't afford things, scarcity mindset in some ways. You don't struggle with that so much as I had, which is great. You've really taught me uh, to to have faith in God's provision that way. And he's always amazingly abundantly come through for us. There were definitely decisions made out of fear instead of rest in his love. And that is once, especially I, was starting to live more uh, out of rest in in God's love for me, that's when I think things really started to take off for us as well. There was more trust. Things were just more laid back, mm-hmm. not, not so tense. <laughs> right. I didn't take things so personally. Well, I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. And, you know, when you make the decision to homeschool, especially as the primary educator, you feel that weight of the responsibility of the education. And you should, because it is a big deal to be taking that on. But the weight of that shouldn't become burdensome because we ultimately need to be resting in in Jesus and who God says that he is. He is our provider, ultimately, not your job, not the, the, the money that you make coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he provides all of those things. Right. And so, you know, yeah. it really is, do I trust that God is going to provide, not just financially for our family, but, you know, in the way of educating our children, the the ways that we lack um, maybe knowledge in an area, he'll provide those things through other teachers or other books or other resources that we can use. Right. And a lot of times, I think we get hung up in 
like you said, that lack or that scarcity mindset. And then that makes us have fear and the insecurity that we already kind of felt going into the decision to homeschool. Because I can't name anybody offhand after 12 years and leading in different support groups and with the state organization and volunteering there and with different conferences and things like that I've been to, I've not met any person who was 100% confident in their ability to educate their child, like right out the gate. You know, right. it's like this process of you don't know what you're doing, but you see someone else who's doing something successful that's similar. So you kind of like want to latch on to that or see what they're doing or what resources they're using or who they're talking to or how they're being encouraged. And so then you start, you know, seeking that out. And in marriage, when we're talking about communicating with each other, then we have to do that together. We have to seek those things out together and say, okay, how are we going to come together as a team to make this work? Because we're both feeling called to this. We both trust and understand that God is wanting us to homeschool. What is that going to look like? And that humility piece is huge when it comes to that communicating. Right. And I think we, we touched on this in our previous episode and stuff, but it, it takes very much a not me saying, well, that's your thing as the primary educator, and I'm going to just go to work and support the family as honorable as that is. And as much focus as I should put on that, let's just like you said, we both decided to do this. We both felt God calling us to homeschool all of our kids. So that means I have to be just as engaged, maybe in different ways. Obviously, I can't do my job and teach primarily at the same time. But that doesn't mean that I never help out with math like I do help out around the house, do whatever needs to be done to make sure that you guys are supported in um, what you're doing with homeschooling besides just my job. And I know that's hard to hear because some guys, they do work a lot of hours and maybe that's not as realistic for them and that's fine. But I think part of the whole, hey, I would die for my family, like physically die, jump in front of a bullet kind of thing. I think there has to be that mentality of I'm going to jump in front of the dishes <laughs> I'm going to jump in front of teaching my kids math and all the bullets, they fly at me and their tears, you know, whatever, because they're so upset about it or whatever, you know, it's whatever ne the family needs is what I'm going to throw myself in front of. I think once I started to really do that, things really flourished as well. You felt like you had even more freedom to explore. And I think our communication became more relaxed. I think there was that trust more so. <laughs> that you felt that I was more engaged, that if you had a bad day or you were sick, that I was going to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than as a mom feeling like if you're down for the count because you're sick or you're not feeling well or whatever's going on, you know, that no one's going to help pick up the pieces of what's lacking during that time. And then you're going to be double or triple into what you were behind on before. And that's super frustrating. And, you know, I mean, there's been several examples that we could name off of as far as like communicating the needs of, you know, both of us. Like you needed me to, you know, sometimes get up and get started with the kids a little bit earlier. And you communicated that like my frustration that I was communicating to you really stemmed from me not really having a great bedtime and wake time routine. And that's something that I, I think, <laughs> I don't know, I may always struggle with that. It's not my strong point at all. You know, I'm. I'm more fly by the seat of my pants kind of personality. Yep. 
and you're more structured and, you know, that kind of sometimes rubs against each other in the wrong way. And sometimes I've had to communicate like, hey, me and this child are really struggling with our own communication with this certain subject. Is there any way that you can help them? Because for the sake of the relationship, mm. I need to step away. Sure. And for the sake of their education, they still need to get this done. Right. So can you help me there? And that's been really, really helpful. And that honestly, I mean, don't hear us saying that this was always the case. I hope you understand that, you know, we've not always had that. Oh, we've structure. had some very rough years. Yeah. Marriage, homeschool. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate you listening to the episode. I want to be mindful of your time. I know we're trying to keep our episodes to a certain time frame. Um, so we, we can go on and on and on. And that's why we'll have more episodes for you. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this one. Um, maybe you saw yourself in some of the struggles that we've had, and maybe it'd be a great conversation starter to listen to with your spouse about, you know, some of the struggles in communication. Maybe there's things that have been, you know, popping through your head as we're talking about some of our struggles that maybe aren't the same. And you can maybe start that conversation with your wife or your husband about that in your homeschool. So Thanks for listening. Again, I just want to say a big thank you to Christy Stapleton of Podcasts with Faith for her help in launching these uh, episodes with us um, and editing them for us. Uh, she's a wonderful dear friend, and we're so grateful for her editing skills. So if you want to check out her information, we've got that linked in our show notes on how to find her if you are also wanting to get into the podcast world and uh, maybe need some help with editing your own podcast. So seek her out. She's fantastic to work with. To learn more about booking one-on-one or group homeschool coaching sessions with us, upcoming events, see our speaking schedule, or to get access to more resources, be sure to check out our website, www.showmehomeschool.com and sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can also follow us on Instagram at show.me.homeschool, on Pinterest at showmehomeschool, or email us at info at showmehomeschool.com. 